0: Blog Talk Radio Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, Excellence killed the church. How mediocrity is destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener.
1: I don't even know who he talking about. Sean Michael Greener up in here. Ain't no Sean Michael Greener up in here. I'm sitting in a chair. This chair is uncomfortable as so I'll Get out too, y'all. I can't barely sit in it. I might even stand up. Tell you this right now. The man ain't even here. I'm walking around, looking around. I'm trying to empty the trash up in here. And there ain't nobody even here. The light on. Bunch of computer screens and whatnot. Books everywhere. The man on to clean up. I ain't coming to here no more. The man is messy. And I ain't trying to clean up after all this. Mm-mm. I did not sign up for this. What's this up on the screen? I ain't trying to snoop. What it says... Sunday, no, Monday with the ninja pastor. The collision of faith and politics. Well, that's messed up right there. You know that is. Just say here, how to begin. Again. Starting to finish. Now, that don't make no sense. That don't make no never bit of sense, not even a little bit. My grandmama didn't. She made more sense than that. She went to the fifth grade. Who this fool is? Ninja pastor. What ninja pastor? Who talking about ninja pastor? Let me look around here. Don't see no black outfits. Don't see no samurai swords. Ninja pastor? Don't even know what that means. Hmm. Let me read on here. Somebody got on the screen. I ain't trying to scoop. Snoop? I ain't trying. <laughs> I ain't trying to snoop. No way. It says here. Let me read this. Since this is our last show. In the the year 2000, what? 2015? That's over? What happened? 2015 is over. Hold up. Let me look at the calendar. Man, don't even have a calendar up in this. I can't even believe this man don't even have a calendar up in this place. This place is dark. He needs lights. Says, since this is our last show in the year 2015, and our theme is loosely the Ninja Pastor version of the new year's resolutions i want to give some thought to the top events in my opinion of 2050 i'll tell you what the top events top events mess around you know i like to get me some chipotle right and then they're talking about there's all kind of uh 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 viruses and whatnot and germ is up in there i can't eat no chipotle they say everything. You know where I like to go? I like to go to the Chick-fil-A. That's why I like. Them people are nice in the line. They're nice in the line. i tell you what. This man better get back here. What are you trying to do? Oh, excuse me. Sorry, folks. That was my cleaning lady. And she was not cleaning. She was snooping again. You ain't know what you're talking about. I wasn't snooping nothing. You was late for your show anyway. What was you doing? I was trying to get up in here. You locked the door behind me. Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, you know, she done spilled the beans. Since this is our last show in the year 2015, that's right, it is the end of the 2015 year. And the theme is loosely the Ninja Pastors version of New Year's resolutions. You know everybody's doing it. You know they are. Everybody's doing it. I want to be like everybody else. You know that. I just want to be like everybody else. I wanted to give some thoughts to the top events, in my opinion, in 2015. That's what I do. Listen, this show, uh, I don't even know what kind of show this is going to be. Uh, Kind of a shoot from the hips, put together last minute type of thing. But let me say this. I do have some thoughts on 2015. I may add some. The numbers that you hear may not actually be accurate numbers, such as if I say, Six best things, five worst things, five most significant, I, that number, I would not bank on that. I would not go to Vegas and bet on me doing only five or six or whatever number. You cannot rely on that number. There may be more. So I was going to give you the five worst. By the way, welcome to our... Uh, <laughs> one of. Hey, by the way, chat is open, and one of the folks in chat uh one of our loyal listeners in chat is uh he said uh same as last year my resolution is to make no resolutions. There's some truth to that. I'll actually I'll actually talk about that in a minute. There's from a psychological standpoint, there is some there's some power in that. Anyway, I want to say hello to all of our military. Uh last night, if you if you uh are not aware, we do uh a thing called Sundays with a ninja pastor. Sunday's with Dr. Sean, and it's one hour. It's commercial-free, and we did that, and the response has been off the chain. I don't even know what to even say. I'm very touched by the messages, the the private messages people send to me. It's very, very touching, and I and I really appreciate it. But one of the cool things is now we have folks listening not only in the United States of America, but we have folks listening all over the world, Belgium, France, um, we now have someone listening from Australia, uh, Germany, the UK, and this is really kind of exciting. It's it's uh it's really kind of cool. So we going worldwide, Mr. Worldwide. So that's what we're doing. We're going worldwide here. But um, if you are a fan of what we do, and you and it blesses you, and you are so blessed that you can do this, uh, there's a donate button, and I'll just tell you right up front, it is not tax deductible. We are not 501c3, and we never will be. So uh, that is not my, I'm not begging the government to give me back something. Because once you give them something, once uh, you just give them a little bit, mm-hmm. let me tell you, first thing they do is start taking away. If they're strong enough to give it to you, they're strong enough to take it away. I don't entrust them with any of it. Anyway, so so last night's show was blew my mind. It was the number one rated show we've ever done on a, on a Sunday night, and the listenership. I don't have the final numbers, but I know it was over uh, what is it fifty fifty some thousand last time I looked, and that's the highest number we've ever done on a on a Sunday. The Mondays we've been over six hundred thousand, but um, I just am blown away, and I love the notes. So anyway. If you uh, believe in what we're doing, everything goes back into it. So just click the Donate button on TheNinjaPastor.com or DrSeanGreener.com, and we would appreciate it. That helps us do what we do. And it would help me get off the street corners because that's how I make the money. That and on the pole, and since I have uh, been injured in the uh, car crash, I am no longer as adept at the pole dancing. As I once was, and as you can imagine, the tips have gone down, and yes, it does affect how I feel about myself. To go from 50s and 100s to, I don't know, 5s, people even try to stick change in there, and let me just tell you, that doesn't work for me. Doesn't, I want the crinkly money, not the jangly money, it ain't going to happen. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I am not a pole dancer, nor was I ever, although I know that you can picture that. So, anyway, and get that thought out of your mind before you throw up in your mouth a little bit. Anyway, here we go. I want to reach out to our, ding, 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 reach out to our Gold Star families, and especially the families of those six that were just killed, murdered right before uh, Christmas. Man, that's that's a rough, rough thing. Uh, anytime you have any major event like that in your family, you know, anytime a soldier is killed, they're not there for all the holidays, and, that, and that's hard enough. But when it happens right before Christmas, that is a crusher. So I just want to reach out to all of the the people uh, who have lost a soldier in the process of this war, and, and uh, we are still at war. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a few minutes. But I just I want you to know that we're not on this show. We're not ever going to forget about you. We never will. We never will allow it to happen. You know, as long as I'm behind this microphone, it will not happen. And it's my show, so I don't think there'll be a show if I kick over. And in fact, if you're in an extended period of silence today, you will know that perhaps I have kicked over or they have shot me from far, far away to shut me up. Uh, So I just I want you to know that there's a lot of soldiers out there. We have a special, special close, close friend of the show who is active duty deployed, uh firefighter, and we miss him. And uh I know you guys miss him too from the God and Country Radio Show page on Facebook. Click go over there and click on like. Uh and then you can click on my regular Facebook page, um uh, SM Greener. I think if you do Facebook.com backslash SM Greener, that will take you to my uh kind of my personal Facebook page, but you can click on follow there. We'd love to have you do that. And we do LinkedIn. I always forget to mention that. We do that too. And we do Twitter, which is at the Ninja Pastor. And then on the Ninja dot com we have a vibrant blog going, so feel free to go over there and check that out. We'll be posting our little uh YouTube videos. Uh will you'll be able to view them there in not too long. So that's kinda cool. So you'll be able to view everything, everything we do, our footprint, as they say. So I oh, I was gonna I was going to give you the five worst things and the five best things about 2015, but sadly, I am not of the opinion. Now, any of you who listen to the show on a regular basis will not be surprised by this. I am not of the opinion that we have five best things. And, in fact, I am of the opinion, to sum it up, that this country is going to hell in a handbasket. Hell in a handbasket. By the way, I want to also uh, give a shout-out to my buddy Chris Kahalen. Those of you who are following the uh, Waging a War of Hope, uh, Chris had the Whipple procedure I think now 14 days ago. And uh, just a couple of days ago, he could not eat anything, and uh, they had to go back in and and do some surgery. And uh, they put him on a feeding tube, which he didn't want to do. He wanted to be able to go straight from surgery to eating regular and so he was on the IV for a while uh and it just he just every time he tried food it just wouldn't work. And so now they did the the feeding tube and that gave him enough strength and and guess who's going home? He's got a discharge date. So we're really uh we're really pretty stoked about that. So thank you for your prayers. Please continue praying cuz now, you know, the the job is to fight the pain and the um imagine, I mean the man had a whole bunch of stuff cut out and left out, and then what they what they're going to leave there in his body, they had to put back in his body, sew back up, staple. It's a lot. It's a, it's, a, it's a rough surgery, folks. If you Google the Whipple procedure, um, you know, it's pretty pretty raucous. It's it's a pretty amazing thing. Long, long surgery. So all that said to say this that I really, really appreciate how many uh, folks. I just I'm blown away by how many people prayed, how many people reached out. Uh, it's kind of the coolest thing ever, and I and I'm really excited about it to see such a, a million happy warriors. You know, hashtag Happy Warriors, uh, stopping what they're doing and praying. You know, it's just uh, it, it's it's awesome. Prayer is awesome. Prayer to the God who can change things. That's the awesome thing. That's the awesome thing. By the way, prayer, I want to be just a little quick lesson. This is free of charge, no cost or obligation to you. Prayer does not, uh, its it's not the prayer thing that works. You understand that, right? It's not prayer that works. It's the God that listens to prayer. We don't serve an amazing God. We serve the amazing God. You get that, right? We don't serve an amazing God. He's not one of several that are amazing. He is the amazing God. So, and he listens to prayer. Prayer matters. I'll talk more about that in a few minutes. My own self. So, I I thought this would be kind of interesting. My super-duper world renowned top researchers in the world, renowned top best ever researchers, producers and directors of the show uh turned me on to Bill Gates, you know, the super billionaire, the super billionaire, turned me on to his six best things that happened this year. I'm gonna share that free uh free of charge. You know, no cost or obligation to you. This is coming to you free this year. At the end of this year, I am not. I can't be sure I'm going to do it again next year. But this year, you're getting this for free. Next year, there may be some sort of subscription or prescription. I don't know, whatever. But these are the five most... Wait, no. These are the six best things that happened this year, according to Bill Gates. And apparently, he puts this out every year. Now, there's. let me give you a little spoiler alert. These would not be... My best things, my six, but no way, and to be honest, they re it's to be fair to you, honestly, they reveal a little bit about what old Dr. Sean thinks is wrong with the country, and we did not collude in this, so here we go, here we go, me and Bill. we did not share a phone conversation and say, "Well, I think that ought to be the best, you know in the top six. well, no, I think that should be no i I don't think so we'll start at six just to be fun. Everybody starts at 1. German meals – oh, I'm sorry. German measles, rubella, has been eliminated in the Americas. Well, amen. Amen. Was that a huge problem before? Okay. German measles and rubella has been eliminated. Amen. I'm clapping my hands on that one. Yes, that was very good. So number five, I don't have much to say about that. German measles, who's against that? Well, no, I don't think that's very good at all. In fact, I think German measles and rubella is probably a good thing for this country and the Americas in Americas. So number five, we'll just skip over that. I think he just said, look, I said there would be six, and now i got to make up one. So he said, German measles and rubella has been eliminated in the Americas. Now, that may have happened a long time ago. I don't know. I don't know that it's a big thing. But uh, whatever. Anywho, this is number five. I'm, I'm sorry. This is this is not my list. I'm not making this up. You can look this up on the internet. It is Bill Gates, the computer guy, the Microsoft guy. Yeah, billionaire, billionaire. Mobile banking is a huge hit and is getting bigger in developing countries. Yes, amen. and Amy and Bill, that's so nice. That is so nice. I'm gonna clap my hands, clap, clap, clap your hands, clap your hands, everybody clap your hands. You know, it's 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 this is he really this is this man wrote this. Mobile banking mobile banking is a huge hit and getting bigger in developing countries. So if I say it in a different accent, does it make it any more not stupid? Mobile banking is a huge hit and getting bigger in developing countries. Really? That's your number five? That's your number five, six best things, according to Bill Gates, William Gates. I don't know that you guys are going to be capable of number four, but I will go to number four and hold on to your hats. It's a big one. SAT College Prep Studying is now free for everyone. You hear the crowd? You hear the crowd, right? You hear that? You guys hear that? It's the crowd. It's the crowd. It's a live audience right here, right now. They're clapping all around the world. Clap your hands, everybody. You know, they're clapping their hands. Some are crying. I can see this. I'm looking around the room. They're crying. You've got to be kidding me. SAT college prep studying is now free. Now free.
2: Um, Dr. Sean, I know you's a doctor and all. And I know you, Um, you know, you've been to college like, what, 11 years now? And I'm, um, I'm going to put this out there for you because I don't want you to make a fool of yourself in front of all your fans. But I don't know if you know, uh, SAT college prep studying has always
1: been free.
2: It's not... them not cost you a damn
1: to study for the SAT.
2: Free. You can do it. I ain't lying. I did it free. Yeah, well,
1: you don't think I had the SATs. I got the SATs. I took them. Yes, I did. And it was free. I didn't pay a dime. Mom and Daddy didn't have to pay a dime. I had a job I would
2: have paid, More loans and whatnot, waiting on tables.
1: Let me say this, folks. This is This is considered widely to be one of the most influential people in the world. Now, in fairness... Bill Gates, Bill Gates, one of the most powerful people in the world. This is one of his six best things that happened this year. This is what he's saying. Number four is SAT college prep studying is now free for everyone. Free. SAT college prep studying. We're making the SAT college prep studying Accessible to the disadvantaged, the disenfranchised. What's the other word I use? I use a lot of, another word all the time. I can't think of what it is, but, you know, that's what they always say. By the way, folks, Baltimore is about to explode. Chicago is about to explode. Uh, you know, cops running around killing everybody, trying to kill people. Now, that darn Freddie Gray, we've got to get him off the streets. So let's just kill him. Well, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Well, everybody's got cameras. Let's put them in the police car. Let's handcuff them. Underserved. Thank you. Thank you so much. My listeners are the smartest people in the world. The underserved. SAT, college prep, and since we're bringing up Baltimore and 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 Chicago and I don't know Washington DC and Philadelphia. In Wilmington, Delaware, you know, all led by liberals, Democrats. And yet they still have so many underserved that they all. Big fist bump to you, by the way. Um, <coughs> sorry, I can't help it. This one chokes me up. He actually puts on there, well, now SAT college prep studying is now free for everyone. I swear it's on the list. Here's the thing. Baltimore, Baltimore, Chicago, Philadelphia, Wilmington, all of these places, all run by Democrats, all liberal Democrats, all struggling to say, well, I'm more liberal than you are. And one of the biggest liberals, certainly one of the wealthiest liberals in the world, one of the top 10 wealthiest people in the world, actually on his number four out of six says that college prep studying. So the under the underserved in in the uh in the demographic they are now going to be able to have college prep studying for free um, I don't think the folks in that area are exactly. Um. How do I put this delicately? How do I say this delicately? Um, are they... Do we think... Do we feel that they are not taking the SAT college prep and hence not getting into college because... The test costs money, the prep test, you know, the preparing, the practice. Is that why we think that they're getting locked up, you know, 80 percent of the Remember this year, if you all were listening this year? I said I told you, you know, where the Baltimore riots, you know, that that district not only is the husband of the special prosecutor. Yeah, I was going to riot, but now I'm going to go to Kaplan for free to study for my SAT. You've saved my life, liberal America. I was going to become a gangbanger, but now, instead of breaking into stores and stealing TVs and and Crown Royal and sneakers, I'm going to go to college. That was the one thing that was going to keep me from crying. You've solved this. You are the secret sauce. (laughs) That was them crying. They're so touched. I wish I could I wish I could riot my brothers but I can't why I'm too busy I'm practicing for the SAT it's free now Did you all know you don't have to riot you don't have to loot you don't have to flip cars over and set them afire you don't have to set buildings ablaze no because now SAT college prep studying is now Free for the underserved, and you see before I talked like I was from the hood, but now, because it's free, look what it's done I now have a British accent, and that was free too
2: <clears throat>
1: anyhow, so you know the uh the prosecuting attorney, you know one, the one that didn't mount enough case to uh for the Freddie Gray deal. Uh, and you know where all the riots are. Eighty percent of all of the people incarcerated, in other words, in jail, in Maryland are from that district. The prosecutor's husband in charge of that district. He's the politician. The elected official, I, you know what? I bet he took the SAT college for free. That's why he's one of the officials getting paid the big bucks. And then, and everybody else is rioting. But 80% of the people incarcerated come from that district. Somebody ought to take a look at that. I think I did a bunch of shows ago. So number three, moving on. I, I can't stay on this. I'm sorry. I can't stay on this forever as much as you want me to. <laughs> number three, the Nobel Prize went to three researchers fighting diseases of the poor. Specifically... Malaria and parasitic worms. I don't think we can complain about that. That is a big deal. But the big deal isn't that we've eradicated malaria or we've eradicated parasitic worms, but we've just given the Nobel Prize to three researchers fighting diseases of the poor because that's important. The poor are what really matters, right? They always have. Number two. Numero two. Didn't know I spoke Spanish, but yes, I do. This show is going to be syndicated, and I know you won't be surprised, but it's going to be syndicated on Desportes, ESPN Desportes. Now, that's a sports show. <laughs> that's a sports show, so I don't know how many folks are going to listen on that channel, but we're giving it a try. I'm just kidding. Don't go to Desportes and say, why are you messing up my my viewing pleasure? I want to watch sports in Spanish. Why? Why? Why do you do this? Anyway. So, number two, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, he's the scientist guy, the big global warming guy, the global warming alarmist. He gives this is number two, just in case you're just joining us. This is number two of Bill Gates, you know, the billionaire with a B, That's eleven zeros. His top six list. This is his stocks. I'm not kidding you, by the way. This is for real. This is a real thing. This is not made up. Neil deGrasse Tyson gives a. I can't hardly read this. It's just. I, Perhaps we should go to commercial. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: get a British accent free of charge immediately out of nowhere, even if you're from the hood. All you need to do is sign up for Bill Gates SAT College Prep.
1: It's college prep studying and it's free now, so no more looting. I'm sorry. I just can't get past it. I know it's number four, and I know I went to number three, but I keep going back. I can't help it. It was always free. That's my point. It was always free. Maybe, do they give them books now? I hated the SATs. Good Lord, I hated the SATs. My land. I was just a boy from Paul Sussex County, Delaware. You know, one area code in three counties. <laughs> don't say nothing to him. He's from Sussex County. He don't know no better. <laughs> but it was free for me. I think I had to pay to take the test. I think it was like forty-five dollars or sixty-five dollars. I can't remember how much it was. Now everybody's wanting to know what did what did I get on the SATs? You'll be surprised. I took them twice. First first time thirteen eighty, second eighty. Second times fourteen fifty fifty. I think. Yes. I was not very good at math. Not very good at math at all. I hated it. I hated math. Well, not past tense. I still hate math. I still hate it. Why? Because I had a math teacher in 7th grade who was mean and she was she was not a very nice person. She was not a very nice person and she had her favorites in the class and she didn't like that I came from Christian private school. I had gone to, I did two years in Christian private school, like it's a jail sentence, you know. Uh, but I had just come from Christian private school, and, you know, she was not very nice. Not very nice. People tell me she's very nice now, but anyway, there was an incident, and she just, anyway, painful. <laughs> so back to number two. <laughs> No, seriously, number two, don't panic. I'm not going back to the SAT college prep studying. It's still free for everyone. I'm not going back to that. I've moved on. You need to move on. <laughs> Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson gives a brilliant 272-word defense of science. Defense of science. I love that. An argument for ensuring that science plays a significant role in policymaking. Um. Shall I read that again? Oh, where am I from? Oh, um, no, not from England. I'm from Baltimore. So, so whose science is this? Can you help me know what? It's science, subjective science, you know, because really what we're talking about science here is Neil deGrasse Tyson did this big thing funded by National Geographic and all these other places and all these ultra-liberal people who make so much money from, say it with me, the lie of global warming. Global warming. Yes. You know, if you don't believe in global warming, you're just dumb. You're just dumb. Probably a right winger. Do you know that I know people from the left who don't believe a bit of the global warming crap? And you know, I I think, what was it, last Monday I talked about um, President Obama. He was on um, The Survival Guy. What's his name? I like the guy he's got got a bunch of stuff he's a christian he's', he's very uh very out christian unapologetic bear grills, yes, thank you very much uh he he really 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 uh, i like the guy he's a good guy, but the president was on there, and clearly what this was about the president being on his show uh survival show is to uh ring the bell for global warming, and they showed this glacier. A glacier, as uh, Bear Grylls said, and Bear Grylls made the statement that when you became president in 2008, this was 800 feet, 800 feet or 800 yards longer, the glacier. But I'm sorry, it has shrunk because you and all your hot air being spewed like a poison from your mouth. Anyway. Yeah, it's funny. We elect people, but government-approved science, scientists make laws. They're the ones that really make the laws. That's what they're saying. Hey, man, um, we should ensure that science plays a significant role in policymaking. By the way, if you're dumb, if you're not smart enough to figure out the whole global warming thing, if you're dumb... Guess what you get? You get free SAT college prep studying. That's free for everyone. So put down the Molotov cocktail. Take your hand off the police car. And by all means, put your rocks down in that bottle of MD-2020. Put it down. Don't break it. And get you some SAT on. And get a good job. That's why you're out writing, Because you don't have a good job. Drug dealing makes So much money. So much money. So Neil deGrasse Tyson, this is number two according to Bill Gates, that he gave a brilliant 272-word defense of science, an argument for ensuring that science plays a role, I'm sorry, a significant role in policymaking. So what we really want is we want to elect people, but the government-approved scientists should make the laws. So the, so the government-approved scientists, as long as you agree with us, we, whatever our agenda is, which we know, of course, what that is, you should make the laws. But if you're too dumb, you can get that free SAT test prep, but not your representatives who are elected should make the laws. It should be the scientists who the government-approved scientists. I don't know how you get approved. I should call myself a scientist. That's really swank, by the way. I'm a scientist um I practice science So number 1 anybody curious anybody curious cuz it's building right it's the I've got you building now <laughs> It's very exciting very very Are you ready I think your head might explode Mine almost did Some might be questioning whether perhaps it did, and then I taped it back wrong, and I didn't get all the I didn't get all the the brain guts back in, hence my craziness, so you ready? Here's number one: let's not um oh yeah, procrastinate <laughs> Africa went a year without any new polio cases now here's a little fine print for you. I'm sure that you uh there, there's a little fine print there. That if you read this same thing that I uh, have become uh, privy to, the fine print is any new locally acquired cases. They just, they still had polio, by the way, Africa. They still had polio. It's just, you know. That's number one. Africa one a year without any new polio cases. Now let me say this. They still have polio, by the way. Any new locally acquired cases. They, they still have polio. Just Let me say, these aren't bad things. And I don't want you to think because I poked fun. I think the SAT college prep one, I think you can agree. I think you've picked up on. That one really gets on my crawl. Mobile banking, that gets on my crawl, too. Like, he makes this. This is in his top ten list. This is a billionaire. You know, he doesn't go to the bank. He doesn't get on his little smartphone Anybody ever wonder if the dude walks around with an iPhone? I bet he does. I bet he does. I bet he has his engineers and stuff make him a case around it to make it look like one of his one of his Microsoft products. But I bet he does. But that's the other thing. Number 5, mobile banking is a huge hit and getting bigger in developing countries. Really? We're jazzed about that? That's a big deal. I don't know. I don't see a lot about America here. Not a lot. I'm missing it. I've reread it. But I'm, I am I am going to confess to you, these aren't bad things. They just reflect a liberal elitist bias. A liberal elitist agenda that doesn't take into consideration where our rural... It, look, where is this guy living? Oh, I know, in a 51,000 square foot mansion. One of his several houses. Am I? Do I have a problem with that? Nope. I do not have a problem with that. You know how many people this man employs? You know how many people this man's put through college, made billionaires and him own self? It's a big deal. These aren't bad things. But this dude is a liberal elitist, and it doesn't take into any consideration where our world really is. I'll say it again. SAT Prep has always been free for Pete Sink. Mobile banking for the poor? Yeah, because they're walking around going,
2: you know, I wouldn't be poor if I had mobile banking. If I could just go on my cell phone from Barack Obama, if I could use that Barack Obama cell phone, I wouldn't be poor if I could do my banking. But what makes me poor? This is what makes me poor. Going down to the bank, that makes me poor. I, (laughs) If I, <laughs> I I have to get on <laughs> I have to get on the bus and ride all the way down to the bank. And that makes me poor. Think of all the money I lose. All the riding and walking and whatnot. If I could just be in my house and bank on my phone. And I wouldn't have to be doing this at all if
1: I had a free SAT prep. Vaccinations for all. First of all, vaccinations. This Why does this man push vaccinations so much? Why is he wanting to put a needle into the world's arm? But one of these days I'm going to have my friend on here. Her name is Pam Corner. She, she is a, a mom. She is a friend of mine who was diagnosed stage four. Uh, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and she beat it and uh, I said then if anybody's going to beat this, you're going to beat it and she had a great faith in God and and now she's, you'll never have kids she's had kids Uh, she was still doing chemo, I think she just finished chemo, she ran a marathon for Pete's sake, She's, she's a beast she is an absolute beast um she has become an expert on vaccinations i have another friend that's a super super uh contributor to the show and and uh you know i don't know it's this vaccination business is, i i'm i'm nervous about it yeah let me let me just say this you know the the whole sat prep mobile banking yeah i don't
2: i don't have no water uh, and i don't got a pencil or nothing but i can pay online for um for uh, Can I buy pot online? Is that legal now? Because I now have online banking. I'd like to buy something online. Maybe pot or some kind of thing. I don't know what I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy something. <laughs> I'm going order from Amazon. You can buy anything from
1: Amazon. Oh, me pay for my own heat? Oh, no. Can't do that. Me pay for my own phone? Oh, no. Can't do that. So I'm I'm going I'm going to try to talk these people. They're not into being on the radio or being up front and uh you know in in front of the the crowd uh but they're very articulate people, very knowledgeable and I'm talking to them, get them on here and, t- and tell you their experience dealing with vaccinations and what they've learned and not just from sitting on the internet and reading all kinds of goofy. You know, you can read goofy stuff on the internet. You really can. And some of it is very appealing. It sounds really real, but it's not. It's not. It's not. Anyway, hey, listen here. I just want to say this about that. You need to understand that I do poke fun some. Um, I am a fun poker sometimes. But in all seriousness, come on now, folks. Those are stupid those top six, those are stupid. Those are that, That's from a guy who's a billionaire and don't have no idea. None whatsoever. None. None. Hey, hang with me. We'll be back. About a minute. Well, maybe two minutes. Maybe three.
0: We will be back with Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, after these short messages.
1: Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen, you need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes in your smartphone and and take this number down. First of all, the first number is 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted. Even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. You don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull a trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. You just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be the second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete... Legal Protection for Armed Self-Defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. 3300 Secondcalldefense.org. org. You want to give them this number, 20 20- that's a Ninja Pastors number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up you know, you know, sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show, uh, to follow this show, but there's links on there. Once you do that, or on that page, there's a link there, and that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go, get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in, and once you get your money back, your free uh, month back, they they never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there, trust me. I've researched it all. Join today.
0: Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean.
1: While we're on the super rich lists, you know, the super rich lists, super rich people, super influential, I'm going to give you my top four. And no, I did not take the SAT prep. I took a cold, by the way. It was stupid. I should have taken the classes. I think now they make you take classes, right, to prepare for that. But I just took it. It was last minute. I didn't have a book. I didn't have any of that stuff. I just went in and took it, and I didn't know what I was in for. Anyway, my top four. This is bad stuff, by the way. I'm going to give you the bad stuff. This is my top four, by the way. This is super influential me. I am super influential. Not even close. ISIS. And, and specifically, I think the worst part of this is the reluctant acknowledgement by all thinking people that we are indeed at war with Islam. And that they won't acknowledge that we're losing. We're getting our butt kicked. Listen, we're not even in the playing field. We're not on the playing field. We're not even in the game. ISIS is kicking our butt all over the world, all over the world. And the alleged thinking people, you know, the people on the left, the the, the Bill Gates and otherwise, refuse to acknowledge that we are indeed at war with Islam, the ideology that is Islam. Oh, you're such a racist. All right, idiot. How am I a racist with an ideology? Racism has to deal with color of skin, race. That's why they call it ism. Racism. Muslims can be any race. They can be white. They can be black. They can be red. They can be yellow. Red and yellow, black and white, precious in your sight. They're not. How can you say that? You know, I would say these are, these are significant events in 2015. And for me, the biggest thing is, look, we we need everybody to realize. We need everybody to put an oar in the water here, right? The reluctant acknowledgment by all thinking people that we are indeed at war with Islam. And here's the caveat. Here's the money shot. We're losing. We're getting our butt kicked. We're not losing some. We're losing a lot. You tell me how six soldiers can be killed at Bagram Air Force Base. Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. Why? If we're not going to be there in the force that we need to keep our people safe and to be effective, then good lands, people. Why are we there? A lot of really good people were murdered in Afghanistan. For what reason? For what gain? Heroin is even more than it ever was before. It's even more plentiful. Taliban is going around killing people, stoning women left and right. ISIS is running all over the world, killing people, stabbing people, driving over people with cars. You got France. You got the Charlie Hebdo. Remember that? Remember when that happened? And you watch the video of the police officer being killed just just being killed the guy just runs up to him pop 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 shoots him right in the head right on video The cop the cop had no chance because he was he was unprepared for the violence he was going to face And they they have 10%, 13% uh Muslim there And he still didn't have any idea He did not acknowledge that we are indeed or his country at least was at war with Islam and that they're losing and he was killed on video. Charlie Hebdo. Why? Why did they attack there? They say it's because you draw a picture of Prophet Muhammad. Anyone make fun of Prophet Muhammad, we killed. So they went and killed him. I don't understand these liberals. I really don't. You, you, you liberals, and I have some friends that are liberals. They can never answer this question. But I just don't understand these liberals. You know that the, the Charlie Hebdo. You're all for First Amendment rights, but uh, and you're you're very quick to put the French flag up and put the put the thing in, Je we uh, Hebdo. We are Charlie Hebdo. Are you freaking kidding me? You dummies? You know Hebdo, the Charlie Hebdo cartoonist. They they hate Christians. They 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 vilify Christians. They're not our friends because they got murdered by Islam. So we're going to we're going to elevate them. We're going to venerate them to saint status and ignore everything else that they did. Do, do I think they deserved it? No. But they thought because they were ultra liberal that they were not going to face any kind of danger from Islam. And you know what? They were wrong, and they paid with their lives. They paid with their lives. How about Molly? A peaceful place. Supposed to be. Dude walking down the beach just shooting people left and right. I put pictures. I used to write for a uh, blog. I won't say their name. I'm not going to give them free advertising, but wrote for a blog, and, and I did articles where I put the pictures. I showed you the pictures step by step, this dude walking down the beach. And and there's still people leaning up from their, from their uh beach towel. What? Is that firework? Is this firework? Is this firework I'm hearing? Middle of the freaking day. Not even a holiday. This? I hear pop, pop, pop. Is firework? I never think it's going to be gone. No, I don't think. I think it's firework. Come on. It's, it's, you know, come on, people. Smarten up. And those people get killed. And then back to Paris. We go back to Paris and we see, you know, and I did a whole show on this several weeks ago. I did a whole show on this where I talked about what was really going on. You should go back and access that. Go back and listen to that show. It's a powerful show. <laughs> Big devil worship song going on. When the shooters just start opening up, the murderers, the the, the Islamists started opening up, just pop, pop, pop.
2: Originally, we think
1: it was firework. That's why we don't worry. It's firework because uh, guns are illegal, illegal in France. We don't have guns. So we think it's firework. Smart enough people. So then let's travel across the pond. Let's go to California. To the left coast. San Bernardino. place where they help developmentally disabled kids. And, and these two people that work at this complex are the one, Muslim, who's on the radar, allegedly, of our government. You know, our government's not here to protect you. You know that. If you listen to the show, you would know. Go back and listen to that show. Free of charge, no cost or obligation to you. While you're at it, go to theblogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor, Click on subscribe. I know my listeners don't typically subscribe to stuff because this show is a little bit more uh, kind of in your face than some other shows. So they don't want to put their names down because they think their name's going to get sold or put on a list. I get that. I totally get that. I get your fear. I can tell you I won't ever do it. I won't ever sell your name. So, San Bernardino, you know, these these people who were on the watch list, they were, you know, let's check lies on her application. Well, let's let her in. Well, heck, she's probably a nice girl. Can't be angry at her for what she put on her Facebook because we're not allowed to look at the Facebook. Yeah, I know she said that she was going to kill everybody and kill a bunch of white people and she was going to she was gonna shoot up a bunch of folk, but you ain't allowed to look at that, so... Do you get what I'm saying, y'all? Your own government knew it. And they said, you know, we're not we're not allowed to look at their social media. So we couldn't legally know that she was you know, pledging jihad. Jihad. Look, man, we're losing the battle. We need to be honest and and, and true about it. We're losing the battle. And I'll tell you the truth, we got no hope if we don't smarten up and go, you know what, what we're really fighting here is Islam. What we're really fighting here is Islam. That's what we're fighting. Well, it's the moderate Muslims, they don't like it any better than we do. Really? Yeah, they're speaking out now. Show me, show me the, look, if this, (laughs) if this is such a small amount, if this is such a minority, why would the majority, if they're in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions, why wouldn't they speak out? What are they afraid of? That the ultra tiny minority that doesn't matter at all is going to kill them? Why would they, why would they be afraid of that? Why would they be afraid of that? They wouldn't be. What's the first thing French President Hollande did? Declared war on ISIS. We're still wringing our hands.
2: I don't know if we should do that or not. Because, I mean, we don't want people to think we're declaring war on Islam.
1: We don't want any blowback on the, 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 the peaceful Muslims. That wouldn't be right. So we let more and more and more and more and more and more Americans. Unless you got crazy Hollywood types that go around saying, they make their money off of guns. They make their money off of pretending, lying for a living. Samuel L. Jackson, great example. You know what he hoped? He hoped, this is the truth now, he hoped that the San Bernardino terrorists were some crazy white dudes and not some Muslims. When he first, This is according to Tom Tilson. um he he wrote an article I think is, is pretty fantastic in the BPR, BISPAC review. When he first learned of the – this is this is Samuel L. Jackson, you know, the actor, and he's on the Capital One. What's in your wallet? So he first heard about the San Bernardino attack, claimed the lives of 14 people, injured a whole bunch more. This elitist Hollywood actor, Samuel L. Jackson, said he was hoping that the gunman was another crazy white dude and not some Muslims. Taking his lead from the Obama administration, Jackson expressed sympathy for Muslim Americans who have fallen under the veil of suspicion because a few other people who share their religion have committed atrocities, as delicately described by the Hollywood Reporter. When that thing happened in France, we were sitting there going, Oh my God, these terrorists, the actor said in a wide-ranging interview with the entertainment news source. And I can't even tell you how much the day the thing happened in San Bernardino, I was in Hawaii, how much I really wanted it just to be another, you know, crazy white dude and not some, not really some Muslims, because it's like, oh crap, it's here, and it's here in another kind of way, Jackson said. Jackson seemed perturbed that the attack in California may have cast a shadow of doubt on the Muslim community, giving Americans a legitimate reason to be concerned. Let me tell you what the, Mr. Jackson, let me tell you what the legitimate reason I have to be concerned about the Muslim community because they're liars and they're here and they're killing us and they're inserting themselves into every single place and they're going to kill us first chance they get and you want to know something They don't care if they die, too. They do not care. (laughs) Does that take you off? Well, how about this? Now, uh, Now, okay, it happened on an army base, and it happened somewhere else, he said, but now it's like they have a legitimate reason now to look at your Muslim neighbor, friend, whatever, in another way. Pushing the left's victimization mentality, the Hollywood moonbat then likened being a Muslim to the plight of young black men. And, and they become the new young black men, Jackson said. When asked about golfing buddy Donald Trump, the actor said, the Republican front-runner is running a campaign of hate, according to the Hollywood Reporter. There's absolutely nothing I can do, he conceded. There are some other people who aren't as open about what he's saying that are running also, you know, that are just as crazy that have just as much ill will toward the common man and not just the common black man. As for who Jackson is supporting, he said the choice is clear. I'm forever a Democrat. You know, I'm going to vote for Hillary, he declared. I mean, I love Bernie. Bernie's a man of the people. But he can't win. Bernie's a man of the people. Dude's a freaking idiot. You know that, right? You guys know that. Idiot. Idiot.
2: Idiot. Bernie's a man of the people.
1: America, you you don't you don't want to admit what you need to admit. You need to face facts. French President Hollande, he has absolutely said, you know what, we're at war with ISIS. Resident, Russian President uh, Putin. Oh man, he ain't playing. They're blowing folks out of the just completely out of the out of the sky, uh, into the sky. After the San Bernardino terrorist attack committed by Muslim immigrants, which followed the 1993 World Trade Center terrorist attack committed by Muslim immigrants, the 9/11 terrorist attack committed by Muslim immigrants, the Fort Hood terrorist attack committed by Muslim immigrant, the Boston Marathon terrorist attack committed by Muslim immigrants, and so on and so on. Donald Trump suggested a, temporary pause on Muslim, suggested a temporary pause on Muslim immigration. The other candidates responded by attacking him viciously. Now the eunuchs are duking it out over who has the most aggressive approach to fighting ISIS. Listen, even the candidates, except for two. Because that quote by Colder, that didn't that didn't cover um, Ted Cruz. Honestly, Ted Cruz is very clear, very very clear on who we're fighting and what he'll do. He's my guy. Make no secret of that. Putin, they know. Russia knows what they're dealing with. They've been dealing with it for a long time. Halon, he knows now. Too late. Thirteen percent of your population is Muslim. You're in deep trouble, and they're all getting checks. If I were a French person, if I was living in France right now, I'd be so mad. I'm telling you all, I'd be so mad. Here's a newsflash. The people in the United States of America, the Muslim people, many of them, getting checks from you. How about the bomb clock kid? You know, he wants a check. He wants a $15 million check because of his unlawful arrest. He's afraid now. Folks, if you don't understand that that was a dry run, that that was a test, then you're a fool. You can't be helped. Folks, there are Muslim sympathizers in our government, obviously. The President of the United States invites him to the White House, this Ahmed, the bomb clock maker. You have to understand at some point, you have to accept. You have to accept that ISIS is Islam. And islam is isis there's 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 no separating the two. Stop with all this well, there's you know hundreds and hundreds of millions of you know peaceful Muslims that would never ever take up arms. How do you know that? How do you know that? Well we can't be do what we did to the to the Japanese during World War two Why because that was a horrible statement of. America is not about that. America is not all about interring people because of the color of their skin. We're not. But if your ideology says that you've got to blow us up, that you've got to cut our neck, cut our heads off, that you got to bury women up to their neck and stone them, that you can't ever swear. You tell me why in the world we would put a Muslim in any form of government when you can't swear to uphold and defend the Constitution. ISIS is Islam, and Islam is ISIS. Deal with it. And this bomb clock kid, Ahmed, come on. As far as I'm concerned, that was a good thing. You know why? I'll tell you. This, this is number one, by the way, of my top four bad things. The reason the Ahmed thing... It's so important. It's because it exposes this truth. This is a powerful truth. Terrorism doesn't have many faces. It has one. One face. And that is Islam. And the bomb clock kid has exposed all of the sympathizers, many of the sympathizers in our government. Now he lives in Qatar. And again, in my number one, to support my number one, which is the reluctant acknowledgement of by all thinking people that we are indeed at war with Islam and we are losing, is the ridiculous Iran air quotes deal signed in July. Folks, you should be at the gates of the White House banging, well, apparently you can just walk right in. I don't know what the Secret Service is doing, but apparently not protecting the president and the White House. I don't know. People are walking all around there, jumping the fence, getting all the way inside. I don't know. There was a time where you jumped that fence, your feet hit the ground, you're getting the round through your head. Your your cranium is getting ventilated. Maybe they're just not that uh, eager to protect the president. I don't know. Just putting that out there. But the siren deal, everybody involved with the siren deal, every single person, seriously, every single person, ought to be tried and hung for treason, including the President of the United States of America. Tried, prosecuted fairly, and punished to the fullest extent of the law because the dudes sold us out. Sold us out. You say, well, you know, they said they're not going to do anything to us. They said they're going to obey. Really? Because during the negotiations and even the day of the signing of the agreement in July, they were violating the agreement. You get that, right? You get how that's a truth, right? All the while, they're saying... We're going to blow America up, the great Satan. We're going to kill Great
2: Britain. We're going to kill France. We're going to kill Israel. We're going to blow Israel into the into
1: the into the sea. And they're vowing to kill us. Even while we're saying, "No, they're not. No. No. Uh, they're not. No, they pff, That's brash talk. That's brash they're not really going to do that. You know, those Iranians, they don't ever do anything like that. They just talk big. They say they're going to, you know, they sit on a huge stockpile of, of oil that will last hundreds of years, but they can get out of the ground for, I don't know, they could pay 25 cents a gallon for fuel. Um, but they, what they really need is nuclear Nuclear energy, that's what they need. Come on, smarten up people. Every single U.S. government official involved in this Iran deal ought to be fairly and aggressively prosecuted after a fair and aggressive investigation. And then they should be led to the gallows where they are taken from this earth because they have committed treason. Here's a little quote for you, but the big international news comes from Vienna, where Iran signs a deal with the United States and five other nations under which Iran, in exchange for a lot of money, promises to stop trying to build a nuclear bomb. Notice we said promises to stop trying to build a nuclear bomb. In other words, they were and are trying to build a nuclear bomb. President Obama says the deal makes our country and the world safer and more secure for his part. Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei says, quote, death to America, but he says it in what the U.S. negotiators describe as a softer tone. Did you catch that? Let me go back. Now, this is right after President Obama says the deal makes our country and the world safer and more secure. For his part, Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei says, quote, Death to America, but he says it in what the U.S. negotiators describe as a softer tone. Do you get that? Are you listening? They should be led to the court in chains. They should be prosecuted aggressively but fairly, and then they should be led directly from the court, do not pass go, to the gallows or the firing squad where they should be shot or hung. For treason, because they are traitors. That's reality. How about number two? Because this is only a two-hour show, I better move on. Race relations. Baltimore is getting ready to erupt in violence again, right? Because that's how that's how people uh, deal with stuff. That we just we riot, we burn, we steal, because nothing says freedom fighter like a new pair of sneakers that you didn't have to pay for. Nothing says freedom fighter like a hundred and twenty dollars worth of liquor that you didn't have to pay for. Nothing says freedom fighter like setting fire to the stores that, that serve your own underserved community. Nothing says freedom fighter like burning the schools that you didn't pay a dime for. Black Lives Matter. Criminal enterprise. It should be identified as such. It should be prosecuted aggressively for racism and death threats against white people, white police officers. It's one of the more ridiculous that I've ever seen in my life. Black Lives Matter. An absolute unbelievable joke of an organization. You know, uh, a bit ago, I quoted Pam Geller, or not Pam Geller, um, Ann Coulter. And I'm going to quote Ann Coulter again. I will not be shooting any Black Panthers this week because I am Kwanzaa Reform. You know, it's Kwanzaa now. Because I am Kwanzaa-Reform, Kwanzaa Reform. And we are not that observant. Like, you know, um, Lutheran, Reformed Lutheran. You got what she's saying here. Kwanzaa, celebrated exclusively by white liberals, is a fake holiday invented in 1966 by black radical FBI stooge Ron Everett, a.k.a. Dr. Moalana Karenga, founder of the United Slaves, a violent nationalist rival to Black Panthers. In the annals of the American 60s, Karenga was the Father Gapon stooge of the Tsarist police. In what was ultimately a foolish gambit during the madness of the 60s, the FBI encouraged the most extreme black nationalist organizations in order to discredit and split the left. The more preposterous the group, the better. By that criterion, Karenga's United Slaves was perfect. By the way, all fact-checked all absolutely true. Despite modern perceptions that blend all the black activists of the 60s, the Black Panthers did not hate whites. Although some of their most high-profile leaders were drug dealers and murderers, they did not seek armed revolution. Those were the precepts of Karenga's United Slaves. The United Slaves were proto-fascists, walking around in dashikis, gunning down Black Panthers, and adopting invented African names. They weren't even real African names they were made up names, so many of these names that you hear, look, you can name yourself whatever you want i don't care, name whatever you want, but don't expect me to take that name seriously. You know you come up you you come up, you make up some name and you tell me it means in African it means strong black woman, strong black man, proud black man, proud, don't come at me with some kind of bullcrap name that you made up. And you're telling me it's an African name. Because you know what they have now? They have the internets. And I can get Google with the best of them. And you can look it up and see that it's not an African name. It's a name you made up. Not always, but most of the time. So they invent these African names. And hasn't that been a huge help to the black community? It's as if David Duke invented a holiday called Anglica, which he based the philosophy of Mein Kampf And clueless public school teachers began celebrating the made-up racist holiday. Whether Karenga was a willing FBI dupe or just a dupe remains unclear. In the category of the gentleman doth protest too much... Back in the 70s, Karenga was quick to criti- criticize Nigerian newspapers that claimed that certain American black radicals were CIA operatives, even though it was true. Karenga publicly denounced the idea, saying, Africans must stop generalizing about the loyalties and motives of Africa Af-. Back then it was Afro-Americans, that's what you were to say, including the widespread suspicion of black Americans being CIA agents. In a 1995 interview with the Ethnic NewsWatch, Karenga matter-of-factly explained that the forces out to get O.J. Simpson for the framed murder of two whites included the FBI, the CIA, the State Department, Interpol, Chicago Police Department, and so on. Karenga should know about FBI infiltration. He further noted that the evidence against O.J. did not eliminate unreasonable doubt. <laughs> unreasonable doubt. Didn't eliminate it. That's an interesting standard of proof. Now we know and we know this for a fact this is a fact folks the fbi fueled the bloody rivalry between the panthers and the united slaves in one barbarous 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 i don't know which outburst karenga's united slaves shot two black panthers to death on the ucla campus al bunchy carter and john higgins karenga himself served time a useful stepping stone for his current position as a black Studies professor at California State University at Long Beach. Look it up, folks. He really is on the faculty there as a professor of black studies. Speaking of which, Representative and now Speaker of the House Paul Ryan certainly is right about what a fantastic job his mentor Jack Kemp did in reaching out to all those socially conservative minorities. Look how California has swung decisively to the right since Kemp started all those outreach stuff. Good luck winning California now, Democrats back to the esteemed Cal State professor, Karenga's invented... Now, I wanting you to understand, to link this, so you can understand where I'm going with this, because I'm so confusing and complex, is this whole Black Lives Matter, same thing. So when you're hearing this, read, same thing. The problem is they're not being financed by the CIA and FBI this time. They're being financed by the left. Seven Principles of Kwanzaa. Here you go. You ready? Karenga's invented holiday is a nutty blend of schmaltzy 60s rhetoric, black racism, and Marxism. The seven principles of Kwanzaa are the very same seven principles of the Symbionese Liberation Army, another invention of the very worst generation. In 1974, Patty Hearst, kidnapped victim cum SLA revolutionary, posed next to the banner of her alleged captors, a seven-headed cobra. Each snakehead stood for one of the SLA's revolutionary princi- principles. Umoja, Kujikagulia, Ujima, Ujamaa, Nia, Kuumba, and Imani. These are the exact same seven principles of Kwanzaa. And there's something interesting. Guaidida. Kwanza and Kuumba are the only three Kardashian sisters not to have their own show on the e-network. Again, this is an article by Ann Coulter. And she's funny, and she's smart, and she's right. Kwanzaa praises collectivism in every possible area of life, economics, work, personality, even litter removal. Kuumba. Everyone should strive to improve the community and make it more beautiful. Well, they don't seem to do that. It takes a village to raise a police snitch. When Karenga was asked to distinguish Kwaida, the philosophy underlying Kwanzaa, from classical Marxism, he essentially said that under Kwaida, we also hate whites. Well, thank you for that distinction. While taking the best of early Chinese and Cuban socialism, including one hopes mass murder, forced abortions, imprisonment of homosexuals, and forced labor, Karenga said Kwaida practitioners believe one's racial identity determines life conditions, life changes, life chances, and self-understanding. Well, there's an inclusive philosophy for you. Kill the homosexuals, imprison them first, forced labor, uh that's you know your racial identity determines life conditions life chances and self understanding we're going to do the um going to do the whole mass murder forced abortions all that stuff we're going to do all that what do you think planned parenthood is for folks smarten up why do you think planned parenthoods are put in poor communities usually black communities why do you think they're there because margaret sanger the founder of Planned Parenthood, wanted to kill as many black people as she could. Not me saying that, it's a fact. Kwanzaa was a result of a 60s psychosis grafted onto the black community with the tacit encouragement of the FBI. Liberals have become so mesmerized by multicultural gibberish that they've forgotten the very real history of Kwanzaa and Karenga's United Slaves, the violence, the Marxism, the insanity. Look, folks, there's schools in Philadelphia right now celebrating Kwanzaa, having big Kwanzaa deals. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. It happens. Washington, D.C., same thing. All across the country. Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. Most absurdly, for leftists anyway, they have forgotten the FBI's tacit encouragement of this murderous black nationalist cult founded by the father of Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa emerged not from Africa, but from the FBI's uh CO Intel Pro. You sing this to Jingle Bells. Kwanzaa bells, Tajiki sell Whitey has to pay. Burning shooting, oh what fun on this made up holiday. Hey. Look, only white liberals take Kwanzaa seriously. American blacks, they celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas, fellow Christians. Kwanzas for fools. But you want to know the truth, that's that's that is what we're dealing with here. In this whole race relations, Black Lives Matter. We got a black president. We got a black president. Well, I bet that's probably why we've got all this violence because he's only half black. If he were fully black, we wouldn't have these problems. So that's my number two wrong with America. My number three the gay rights agenda and world domination. Come on now. Look, don't hate me because I don't believe in. Gay marriage. Do I think you should be able to visit each other in a hospital? Yes. You know, there's a little thing that'll cost you on Zoom. I'll advertise it for free. Because the issue's never been about you can't get in to see your partner when you're sick. It's not about that. It's never been about that. Some of you might say, yeah, it is for me. Well, guess what? You don't represent the whole group. You tell me all the time that the people shooting up people, cutting off people's heads don't represent all of Islam. Well, I'm telling you, you don't represent the whole Gay rights agenda. You don't. It's never been about equality. Never. Not ever. Gay marriage. It's not marriage. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but it ain't marriage. And I'm not going to have the the state endorse it. I'm not going to be forced to recognize it. You want to come with your partner to, to Christmas things and all that stuff? I'm all for that. I will not treat either of you any differently. In fact, I'm going to be kind. I'm not going to endorse your lifestyle, because to me it's odd. But that's me. Well, in the Bible. But I'm not without sin. But look, I don't want to have to endorse your lifestyle, because that's what it is. It's a lifestyle. I don't understand it, but that's your thing. You do your thing. I don't want to have to see it. I don't need to see it. You understand that, right? I don't need to see it. I don't need to know what you're... There was a thing I watched on ESPN, a super liberal station owned by ABC... See they they did a thing on on gay athletes and they had this 12-year-old lacrosse player coming out as a hero because he's coming out as gay. His parents are like, "Yeah, you did so great. We're so proud of you. You're so brave." Let me tell you what. Gay is in, man. Gay is in. If you're gay, you're in. Don't take any bravery By the way, the Supreme Court, if you listen to my show several weeks ago, you'll, you'll know the Supreme Court. My shows are archived there. It's free, by the way. TheNinjaPastor.com, they're on there. Uh, they're archived on the iTunes. All that stuff. You, it's all free. I don't charge you for anything. That's why I say when you click on Donate on com, that helps us do all this stuff. If you think it's worth anything. If you don't, then, you know, they'll buy you a lottery ticket. Kim Davis, you know, this is a woman who never asked to be in the spotlight, Kim Davis, but she got made fun of. You know, the super tolerant left, they did nothing but make fun of this woman, poke fun of how heavy she was. What happened to fat shaming? They poked fun of how she has a bad haircut. What happened to appearance shaming? They poked fun of the fact that she had been uh, impregnated by a few different men. She'd been married to a few different men, and she was now married to one of the men she was married to and divorced before. What, what I don't understand it because she's conservative and Christian. She doesn't get to have thoughts and feelings. Somebody needs to help me with this and understand how she was so vilified. How do we put a woman in jail for saying, look, I can't sign the thing? First of all, if I sign it, it violates existing Kentucky law. I can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I'd be violating the law. What do we do? We allow a judge, a liberal activist judge, to put Kim Davis in jail. We don't go and get in his face. We don't go and and bang on. We don't do any of that. We don't bang on any walls. We don't we don't we don't get in anybody's face. No, okay. Now Caitlyn with a C, Caitlyn Jenner. Used to be Bruce Jenner. Look, man. I'm going to tell you right now the whole the whole transgender thing. I I think that is a mental illness. He has even said many many times, look, I something something just wasn't right in me. In my brain, I was not a a man. I was a woman. Yeah, I married and all that stuff and had kids, but I'm telling you, I was a woman. No, I don't want to be with men. I want to be with a woman, but I want to be with a woman as a woman. Woman of the Year? That's who we come up with, Caitlyn Jenner, because she's so brave. And oh, by the way, she has a a uh, reality show. Do you hear she wants to adopt a child as Caitlyn Jenner? Because cause his kids turned out so well when he was a man. Let me let me say this to you right now. This next one I think you're going to struggle with. And I think it's fair to struggle with it, and, and it's one that we can talk about a lot. Donald Trump. Now, I'm not saying that this is what's wrong with America, but I'm saying it's it's what is happening surrounding Donald Trump that I think is very, very interesting. Because Donald Trump's saying what Americans want to hear. He's saying things that actually they they actually sound like truth. They actually sound like a genuine plan. And I, you know what? I don't know that I don't know that he can actuate all of the things that he's saying. But I'm going to tell you what the man gets stuff done. I happen to know his head of security. Been his head of security, I think what 15 or 17 years. I know him real well. You never heard a guy speak with with greater admiration. Of another and respect for another human being than my buddy does for his boss and protectee Donald Trump. He said he's the real deal. And that Donald Trump speaks in sound bites. Why? Why does he speak in sound bites? Why doesn't he give some long diatribe? Look, I like Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson has my book. Uh, we had talked about him writing a chapter of the book I'm working on now, or one of the books I'm working on now. But then he decided to run for president, and he's a little busy. Super nice man. Incredible surgeon. He's in the top 20 of surgeons in the world. He's a brilliant man, but he doesn't talk in sound bites. Donald Trump knows when to talk in sound bites because he knows TV. He knows how television and radio work. He's smart. He's one of the top of him in his class. We know what his grades were like. We know where he went to college. We know how he got college paid for. We know what he did. We can read his papers. We can read his business plans. We can read his books that we know he wrote. He's saying what Americans want to hear and the left the the the, the left is, is apoplectic, but they're trying not to act worried. And the right is apoplectic apoplectic and they're they're just losing their minds. Because they can't believe that this guy who was not brought up in the and the Republican machine, the GOP machine, is at 40-some percent. And they are still saying, a lot of them are still saying, it, well, you know, that's not real people. Polls are not real people. We'll see when the people of Iowa have to go out in a snowy, cold day and actually say who they're voting for. We'll see what happens to him. Let me tell you something. No one's ever led like this in the lead-up. No one's ever done it. No one's ever done it. Nobody, even Ronald Reagan's, never, ever led like this. Are you listening? I'm not a Trump fan, uh, but I think he's performing, I've said this before, he's performing an extremely valuable service for the American people. Because he doesn't give a crap. You know what he's going to be if he loses? A billionaire. You know what he's going to get for speeches from here on out? More money. But you know what? He's paid all of his own flights on his own plane. He's paid for all of his own meals. He hadn't asked me for a dime. Paying for it all. Money where his mouth is. Well, that's just because he likes the uh, spotlight. Let's see. He had a number one show on NBC. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that he really is running around going, You know, how can I get on TV? I just want to be on TV. He's a billionaire many times over. He doesn't need that. Well, Donald Trump is very full of himself, really. Well, apparently, forty-some percent of the American public is pretty full of Donald Trump too, because they're saying, "Yeah, if the election was today, I'm voting for that dude." And the GOP and the pundits and all the talking heads, the alleged conservative talking heads, man, they're they're pulling their hair out. That's not what the GOP stands for, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a divided convention, and blah, 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 blah. Got to be kidding me. Seriously, folks, you've got to be kidding me. And they're still saying, well, we'll see. We'll see when the people actually have to go vote, who are they for. And by the way, Donald Trump cannot beat Hillary Clinton. So why run him? And who do they think can, the GOP staff? Well, Jeb. Habit Bush, Habit Bush, he can. Are you kidding me right now? You've got to be kidding me. Put the bong down. Sober up a little bit, because you can't be talking fact. Look, I've made no secret, and I make no secret again here at the last show of 2015, that I am a pro-Ted Cruz guy. But I'm telling you right now, any of the ones that are running on the GOP side would be 155,000% better than who's running on the left. And the top two, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz, would easily be 150% better than anybody else running. Do I like how Donald Trump says things? No. Do I think he says some things that the Americans want to hear? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do, but do I think he he believes what he says? Yep, I do. I do believe that. Well, he's a flip flopper. He flip flops and flops and flips and flips and flops. Let me address something really quick about Ted Cruz. By the way, it, you know, there's a lot on the left that say, out of principle, now, well, you know, we didn't support. We, you know, we feel very strongly that uh, that uh, that that Barack Obama, you know, he wasn't constitutional. And we ran him.
2: And, and and we were against
1: that. So, you know, Ted Cruz, we can't support him because he's illegal, you know. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if Mark Levin says he's legal, then he's legal. If Mark Levin tells me, Sean, he's legal. Relax. He's legal. You don't have to worry about it. He's legal. He's constitutional. He meets the definition. Despite what anybody else is going to tell you, he meets the definition. And you say if if uh Ted Cruz is the nominee, I'm going to vote third party, I'm going to I'm not going to vote or I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton on principle. Then you have no principles and you too should be let out and shot. Because you're going to hand the country over into utter and complete despair. We are lost at that point. We don't win this. Because you know why? Ted Cruz is the guy that's gonna go on national television as president and say, let me let me explain to you why things aren't happening in Congress. Here's 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 why. Here's what the Constitution says, here's what it means, here's what I've proposed. Here's the law that I'm looking to overturn. Here's why they're putting this forward and I'm vetoing it. Because this is what's part of the law. By the way, This law they're proposing that deals with this, it's named this. Guess what most of it deals with? This other thing that has nothing to do with that. Really and truly, the GOP doesn't want Ted Cruz as president because he'll expose them as he's done every step of the way. Well, he doesn't play well. Look, if his own colleagues don't like him and don't support him, then do we really want that guy? If he can't work with his own party, then how's he going to work with the people on the other side of the aisle? Uh, Let me explain to you how. He's not going to. Because they're wrong, and they're killing America. The reason Donald Trump is is so feared, so absolutely feared, and Ted Cruz is so absolutely feared by the left and the right, is because both of them don't operate off of wanting to be popular. They operate off of what they believe. Do I think Donald Trump is an ultra-principled man? No, I don't. Do I think he has a 1,000% more principle than Hillary Clinton? Yeah, I do. Ted Cruz, 10,000%. Look, here we are at 2015, the end. You've been here before. I've been here before. If I'm being honest, I've been here before. And in my case, speaking totally and completely for myself, I've spent a lot of time staring off into space. There's all kind of stuff going on around me, and I'm staring off into space. And I'm asking myself... Self, what in the world did you do with the time and resources God gave you in the year 2015? I did the same thing in 2014. I asked myself, Self, what became of the initiatives and plans that I had for 2015? Did the same thing in 2014. What became of the plans and promises I made at the end of 2014? You know, when I realized I hadn't even lived up to that in 2014. I hadn't fully utilized the time and resources that God gave me in 2014, and I did it again in 2015. Anybody that's been in church for one minute and 52 seconds, if you've been in this church, you remember, in any church, you remember this passage. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know what plans I have in mind for you, says Adonai. Plans for well-being, not for bad things, so that you can have hope and a future. When you call to me and pray to me, I will listen to you. When you seek me, you will find me provided you seek me wholeheartedly and I will let you find me, says Adonai. Then I will reverse your exile. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have driven you, says Adonai, and bring you back to the place from which I exiled you. I'm going to ask you an honest question, listeners. The last show of 2000. 15. This is live by the way. This is not recorded. Have you ever like me, silently and nervously and maybe a little embarrassingly, sat quietly in a crowded, loud room? And you're sitting there and you're staring off in the space and you're taking an unspoken inventory of your year past and you're trying to figure out what you should do in 2016. Hey, look. If if we're all being honest, we've all been here, right? We've all been here. Another year, another year that we sit staring into space, taking into account our year in review. We're reviewing this year, and I know in my case, I look back on my life this past year, and that's the micro side, my life, the micro side. And I look back on our country, the the reality that is our world, our globe, and that's the macro side. And to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. In both the micro and macro side of my life, I have a lot of work to do. Listen, if this is you, and if you've ever been in this place too, have you ever asked yourself this? Be honest, nobody can hear you unless you're sitting in a car or whatever, but have you ever asked yourself, how do I start what I should finish? How do I start what I should finish? How do I start what I should finish? We start lots of things that we should never even start, and certainly we shouldn't finish them. You know, you should always start. You should always finish what you start. No, not necessarily. Maybe a lot of you are out there and you're looking back on your year 2015 on the micro side, and you say, well, "I think it's pretty good." And bully with you, I'm 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 a fan. I'm a fan. But how about the macro side? We just got done talking about a lot of the problems. With the country, for the globe, political considerations, implications, developments, declines, victories, abject failure. We look at it, the macro side, the country and the globe, what went completely and totally sideways? Careening into a ditch. What could we all say were sources of regret regarding our country in 2015? We we could all say all those things I talked about. We could name those before in the open of the show. Look, looking back, we have a majority in Congress and the Speaker of the House, and yet we are, it seems, regressing. Look, we have a majority, but a majority of what? Our freedoms are degrading every day. Fewer rights. And we're inviting an invasion of our country. Islam is in every corner of our once free country, including our government, including our military, including our medical system, including our fuel delivery system, including our nuclear regulatory commission, including our electrical grid, our energy production. And you know what we much maligned but all too polite Christians do with our kindergarten folded polite Christian hands, we fold our hands, and and we pray that God would move the heart of our president, our leaders, and our government to do what is right and good. And we're just going to pray that God moves their hearts. Here's a free message, last message of 2015 for you from the Ninja Pastor, the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show. Here's a free message. No additional cost or obligation to you. Free secret. Secret sauce here. They aren't changing because they are changing. Evil. They are the enemy. So you praying, you need to stop praying that God will change their hearts because God knows what they are. He knows they're evil. They're evil to their core. They're not disenfranchised. They're not misunderstood. They're not misinformed. They are evil. What you need to do is start praying that God changes your heart, that gives you a warrior soul. Start praying that God will help you start acting on what you... We should all know this by now. Noni Darwish, uh, she's a writer for Pamela Geller. She's also a, a, a fellow with the, the Geller organization, and she, she gave uh, her New Year's wish for, list for America, and I like it. I wish Americans would stop using the word racist. It's hostile, offensive, meaningless, and vulgar. It is similar to the Islamic word kafir or infidel, designed to degrade and silence speech. I wish America would, shy, would not shy away from teaching that all cultures and religions are not equal, especially in their adherence to values of humans right, human rights and individual freedoms. They're not all equal. I wish America would reject any religion or ideology. Reject any religion or ideology that commands the killing of apostates or members who leave it. Such as such is not a religion, but a dangerous cult that must never be given equal treatment and respect with biblical-based. Faiths, man, ain't that the truth, sister? I wish the U.S. mainstream media would have the self discipline to stop competing with politicians over steering the direction of the government and would get back to reporting on government, culture, society, individuals, trends, or whatever. I wish Americans would aspire, aspire for the equality of opportunity and not for equality of results. Aspiring for equality of results will always be a losing battle. The world was never designed for equality. And even babies at birth are not all born equally healthy, with the same good and bad parents, same abilities, talent, or genes. So politicians who advocate equality of results need to be reminded of the good old serenity prayer, to accept things we cannot change, courage to change things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Noni Darwish goes on to say, I wish Americans would encourage and train their sons and daughters to value marriage, having babies, and family. I wish American politicians would give up on relying on moderate Muslims and moderate Muslim governments to help destroy ISIS. Moderate Muslims have learned to live with Islam as enablers and defenders and have lost the battle with reforming Islam long ago. I wish that American politicians and media would broadcast the daily threats and reckless statements by Muslim religious and political leaders the same way they report on Christian and Jewish leaders. It would be great if the West held, Islamic educational, held the Islamic educational system responsible for the incitement to commit terror. Nonia goes on to say, I wish that the American media would recognize the danger of how modern-day Western feminism is taking women back to bondage. The Islamic head cover is being romanticized by feminists today, and American schools are encouraging young women to try it. I wish America would treat its citizens as adults who can deal with the truth, make decisions for themselves, and take the consequences. I wish that American seniors were given back their important role in the lives of their grandchildren to end Western banishment of seniors to live together alone in some permanent vacation or senior homes where they are told they are no longer needed in the family unit. Different ages have different roles and are needed with any group. I love to see parties mixed of all ages. Noni Dawrish goes on to say, I wish that disenfranchised African-American youth understood how their lives matter that it is up to them to make their lives matter and that no one should ask other human beings to make his or her life matter, especially in America. We are all children of God and all are in need, no matter, to one another, but no one is responsible to make the lives of others matter. I wish that every American would not graduate from high school or college without basic education in economics and how wealth is created. I wish that Americans had no drug or alcohol problems. I'll go back to that one before. You know, there's a woman, a firefighter at FDNY, the vaunted FDNY, the most courageous. Seven times she has failed, or six times she has failed the physical test to be a fireman. They graduated her anyway because they were afraid of getting sued. And now she's on the job, but she's never, ever reported to a squad because she can't pass. The basic physical fitness test. And they're pushing her along. Seven times. Do you want her coming to your fire? I wish Americans understood that health care is not a right because doctors and nurses cannot be forced to give their services for free. If a human right is tied to the services of others, then it cannot be a right. I wish that every American teenager would visit a third world country before starting to vote so he or she would not be able so he or she would be able to see for himself or herself what works and what does not. And finally I wish that our educational system would not shy away from teaching our kids a healthy dose of patriotism. Noni Darwish is the author of The Devil We Don't Know and president of Former Muslims United. See more about that on PamelaGeller.com. You guys understand this, right? That's your world right now. How about the micro side of you? That looks at things in your life, your home, your heart, your soul. What went right? What went completely and totally sideways and into the ditch? What were your failings? What were your wins? Did you have any wins? Are you closer to God? Are you farther away? Who moved from who? Do you really want more of God in your life? What would that look like? I know this. You cannot finish what you did not start. I know this, too. You had better not start what you should never finish. And you had better start what you should finish. Now, what in the world do I mean by that? You should start what you should finish. So you say, okay, yes, you're fine, Dr. Sean, Ninja Pastor. Yes, I want to start. Now, what do I do? So I, I suggest this. You know, maybe... You know, and there's there's a lot of people out there that have different ideas. Uh, this is these are just some of them. Uh, maybe fasting and prayer to get direction, or maybe making a list of people you admire and going to them and talk talking to them. Maybe uh, you make this list of people you admire and you write down why you admire them to get an idea of maybe where your heart is being led. Maybe you journal. Really smart person told me to journal. It's helping me immensely. A lot of people were surprised yesterday when I mentioned that on our broadcast yesterday. I just started journaling. I never did it before. And then maybe specific Bible study. Or maybe we talk more about the mental process of choosing goals that you will reach no matter what. Maybe the difference in mindset between list making, simple list making, and life making. You're going to make a list or you're going to make a life? I do something called RPM. Results, purpose, and massive action plan versus to-do list. I learned that from Tony Robbins. He talks about how we always overestimate what we can accomplish in a year. And we always underestimate what we can do in five years. What's that mean? That means that goals worth achieving need to be your goals that you want to keep and pursue as a lifestyle. Not just once a year. Not just a a once-a-year life. This would be a nice list. I'd do this. New beginnings. New beginnings. How about baptism? A new beginning. You die to self. Why do Christians only get baptized once? Why is that? Bazinga. We shouldn't. Trick question. We fall down, we get up. Bob Carlyle wrote this great song. He's the guy that did the butterfly kisses. Amazing. Amazing album. But do you think of baptism with the idea of new beginnings? Starting fresh to die to your old self, raised in the resurrection and newness of Christ? By the way, there doesn't have to be a pastor there. In Hebrew culture, that time, there didn't have to be a pastor or a pastor or a priest or a cleric or any of that there. It only had to be somebody there to hold your hair under the water when you go under the water. By the way, the real name of John the Baptist was not John the Baptist. It's Yohanan the Immerser. Immerse, fully immersed, all the way under, symbolizing full death to your old self, and raised in the newness of Christ. You know what? You could then and you can now immerse or baptize yourself as long as you do this, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, just as Yeshua commanded us to do. You know, people made fun of Yochanan the Immerser, John the Baptist. They made fun of him. But you know what? Somehow he knew what he should start so that Yeshua could finish what he finished on our behalf. I'll tell you this. Society, for that matter, the postmodern emergent church, they would never regard Yochanan the Immerser or John the Baptist as a success. No, they threw rocks at the guy. They discredit him. They used their fancy media to discredit him. They'd say, no, 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 this guy is crazy running around in the wilderness, preaching repentance and all that. Nobody wants to hear that. That's so divisive. He's wearing animal skins. You know we're against that. He's eating locusts and honey, bugs, preaching all about all kinds of things nobody wants to hear about. Repentance, changing your life, turning away from what you should have never started. Who wants to hear that? Nobody. I'm not one for making lists, folks. I'm really not. Results. Purpose, the Massive Action Plan. I start off with what result do I want this item to bring about? What is the purpose of it? What greater purpose does it serve in my life? And then Massive Action Plan. What resources am I going to put into place to make it happen? Look, I I like the idea of letting things go in the new year. I like the idea of not beating yourself up about goals that weren't yours in the first place, things that were shoulds because they they might have been to please somebody else or society's idea of what you should have achieved. We fall down and we get up. Nobody likes to get real I think that's the thing that people feel the most afraid of, getting real with themselves. Listen, don't put a paper to pen and talk about what you're going to do next year until you got real. Until you get fully, fully real with what your 2015 was about. If you had failures in 2015, be honest with yourself as to why. Nothing in your life will change until that happens. Look, I appreciate the challenge that life brings. I, above all people, every day is a struggle for me. Walking is a struggle. Getting up is a struggle. All these things because of the crash that happened in my life, no fault of my own. But you know what? I can't blame that. can't blame the crash. I can't blame any of that stuff. God's given me a great opportunity. What am I going to do with it? What are you going to do with your opportunity? My suggestion is, before you do anything, get real with yourself, and then get real with God. So that when you start 2016 facing all of what we have to face in 2016 you face it real you face it up front and then you ask god what would you have me to do this year I've sure appreciated all of your letters, your notes. I've appreciated all of it, your encouragement. I get a lot of death threats. I even appreciate those because that tells me people are listening. I'm getting under their skin. I encourage you to share this broadcast with people in your. Listen, you have the link. Capture the link. Capture the Ninja Pastor. Go to the blog section of the com and share it. Help me make this show a difference difference maker in the world in 2016. I'll do everything I can to make it worth your while. God bless you. And I'm looking forward to a great 2016. Thank you for listening.